Welcome to the Bully to Blossoming podcast, hosted by Marlena Gordon and Jesse Wallace, two girls who endured and then blossomed from their own bullying experiences. We aim to spread hope and healing through the sharing of revival stories. Here in this safe space, we have real conversations with those who have not only journeyed through traumas of their own, but have triumphed against the odds. These stories prove that no matter one's struggle, things not only get better, but they blossom. Hey guys, we hope you're having an awesome week. Today we have a super special podcast for you. We sat down with the founder of the Stay Whole Foundation, Jatisha Hansen, and we chatted about mental health and the stressors and pressures that athletes and creatives get in high school, college, and beyond, and how that affects our everyday life and their everyday life. And it's just a really awesome, raw conversation, and we cannot wait for you guys to hear it. And we hope you enjoy. Okay, so stay whole. Basically, my whole life, I've dealt with depression and anxiety. And like, I didn't know it until my senior year in high school. But all the way up till then, I would come home and like cry and just feel so awkward. And I would laugh at myself because I'm like, Tish, like, you're making good grades. You have friends. Like, what's wrong with you? You know? So, like, I really had a hard time just trying to understand, like, what is wrong? Right. Why do I feel this way? And I would yeah. just get to low areas, like, and it just started scaring me because it got to a point yeah. where I was like, I'd rather not be here than, like, see my friends, see my family. And that's when I finally broke and was like, okay, mom and dad, um, I think something's wrong but that whole conversation took so much because it's like how do you explain depression yeah yeah and and as a kid too it's like talking to your parents about it and like you don't know how you're feeling and trying to like convey that yeah yeah like it's crazy because I would literally I was sitting there before the conversation and I was thinking like there is no easy way to put this like there's no way I can tell my parents I feel like I don't want to live anymore without them thinking not overreacting, but going to the standpoint of I'm literally trying to take my life type of thing, you know, I wasn't at that point, but I was feeling that. Do you think that like part of it was, cause I know that you tie in athletics a lot with stay whole. Like, do you think a lot of it was like, like the underlying root was that like, it's like, you're trying to be perfect in so many areas of your life. Like you're trying to be a good student, a good athlete, like, you know, stay on top of your shit in every which way. And then to like have to admit to anyone, let alone your parents who like, you don't want to scare, like that not everything is hunky dory. And like beyond that, it's like, things are actually really scary getting to a scary point. Like, no, you literally explained it perfectly. That's exactly what it is. Like as athletes, we have this like perfectionist, Like, we want to be great at what we do. We want our skills to be great. We want our presence on the court filled wherever we are to be awesome. Then you have, like, all your coaches, your friends. You're keeping up with so much. And it's overwhelming. Like, Yeah, no, it really is. And, like, you're constantly performing. That's the other thing is Mm -hmm. I feel like you have to be on all the time. All the time. And, like, nowadays, like, you know, everyone's performing on social media and this and that. And I feel like that's at the root of a lot of people's anxiety nowadays and I feel yes. like they're both like back when you were in college and high school like when this started I guess you said your senior year of high school 
um that might not have been as much of a thing then but now I'm so like, happy social media wasn't big when I was in high school yeah I could not handle it but I feel like that <laughs> was kind of like the same sort of model like underpinning like your depression and mm-hmm. it's what's going on nowadays not with sports as much but with social media now with that whole performing aspect or it's probably yeah. still with sports of course like but also now just with regular average like me who don't play sports like have that <laughs> performance anxiety now when it comes to social media rather than being out on the basketball court or wherever else yeah girl I feel yeah. bad because like I my son's sandwich doesn't look as cute as like the other moms on Instagram <laughs> so like I and I can't imagine I mean I was kind of an athlete in high school I was a competitive swimmer and me I too Jess Really? No way. Yeah, that's so weird. Oh my god, there's so much we don't know about each other. I know. (laughs) Um, But like, I did two a days for like a while, and it just like it got to the point where I went and I loved it. And it's like such such a bummer when something that you love that you're good at that like can help you release so much tension like causes that tension. (laughs) Yeah, it's such a paradox. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, and that's why I feel like you really hit the nail on the head with the stay whole and the whole holistic approach because it's really about, like, finding a way to balance all those things that you love. Like, you love socializing. You love, like, I'm, like, we all love, like, learning in school, socializing, like, playing sports, like, all within reason. It's just when those things start to compile and like the perfectionist monster starts to kind of take yeah. over that so yes. I like the whole stay whole approach because that's real life like we're all trying to juggle like a million different things that are meaningful to us and valuable and that like you don't want to just put aside your friends so that your athletic career can skyrocket you don't want to put aside your athletic career so that your friendships can resurface you want to somehow balance it all you want to keep it all like all holistically together yeah and that's exactly why the logo is a spiral because you know like a circle is just too perfect like who is living a perfect life no one at all so the spiral is just embodying that whole like you're taking everything you have and you're trying to make it work as best as you can what changed in college that made you like come up with this mission (laughs) well my senior year in high school, now it was it was like the worst time to like come to this because I'm about to go to college now. Yeah, I'm right. leaving my family, my friends, anybody that helped me to stay whole and your sense, support. I'm leaving yeah. it behind. Yeah. And I'm now I'm going to another place and I have to reinsert myself. And now I'm exploring this depression and anxiety on like a different level. I'm talking to my therapist. Yeah. Yeah. So going there, like it took well, my freshman year, I played basketball. I was fine. But I decided to step away from sports because I couldn't handle it. Like, my mind state and where I was at. And then you add a freshman in college. And then God, basketball yeah. or any sport in general is so overwhelming. It's a job. Like, you're yes. waking up at 6 a.m. And you're not going to sleep probably till 12 after you do your homework. Right. So it was a lot. So it took for me to break down that year. And I took a year away from it and really focused on myself. Like high school, you're like, okay. And then travel basketball or travel, whatever sport you play. You're like, oh, this is fun. I'm with my friends. I right. Get to right. The summer. <laughs> you get to college and they're like, welcome to, this is a job. one-on-one. Yeah. Like, you're just so this in is so much life. shock. Yeah. Like you're in so much shock, but yeah. So like I stopped my sophomore year and then I came back my last two years. Um, my junior and senior year and I was at University of North Florida and I was just more open about it 
Mm-hmm. And I was, I came into myself more in a sense. Like I knew who I was. I knew what I could and could not handle. I knew when I needed a break. I knew when right. I needed me time or to be with my friends. You were more self-aware and, of like your body. Oh and yeah. Your minds. Yeah. That's awesome. I yeah. feel like that's the one like beautiful thing about falling off the wagon. Like when it comes to like, when you fall out of balance, like it's awful. Like it's the worst feeling and like, you don't know how to get back on and you're constantly like tripping all over yourself. But the good thing that comes out of it is you do learn, Oh, this is my limit. This is where I need to take a step back. I need to prioritize myself. And it kind of gets you back on that wagon, like, and even better than ever before, because you really learn about yourself and learn how to self-care and prioritize whatever is going to make you feel at peace and be healthy. Yes. And that's, (laughs) that is so key. Like when people will like message me or text me because I'm always open to just talking to people about experiences. Oh, I love that. I'm like so happy because I'm like, you think this is the worst part, but honestly, <sighs> once you come over this, you're going to use this one moment for the rest of your life and you're exactly. going to just laugh at everything. Exactly. It really, those low moments, like those really terrible, tragic moments are, uh, I mean, they're such teachable moments. They're, you learn so much and then you you learn how to really love yourself from those moments because you never want to inflict that upon yourself again and like granted we're all human so we're all gonna like inflict like shitty things upon ourselves or things are gonna happen (laughs) but I feel like then your rebound rate is so much faster and you're able to like you know immediately kind of switch back into gear like oh okay I got this I've been here and this is what I did last time and I'm gonna follow that pattern and maybe add a little like extra spice here, a little sugar here and make it like, make it even better. Like, you know, add to the recipe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, No, that's the best way to put it. It honestly is like that. Those whole years in my life basically led up to stay whole. And when I was in college and I got to connect with like different people on campus and see how it worked, I was like, okay, so can I do like a mental health awareness game? Can I do mm-hmm. this? Can I do that? And I just started really exploring it. And then so, it started moving on its own. So I was so like, when okay. you say a mental health, health awareness game, what does that mean? Like it was a fundraiser? Um, uh, yeah, basically we had a game where everybody would wear green and we had different videos just saying like, be kind to yourself oh. and just different things it was a really cool atmosphere and it was like the first stay whole event in a sense and that's really what marked it all for stay whole and like what it's become I mean as a college kid I can't believe like you like had the wherewithal to like create that whole movement and like while you're again like it's like you're like this overachiever it's like you're you're in college you're like you're a basketball player you're this you're that and then like on top of it now you're a fundraiser and like uh like (laughs) an event planner and doing all these other things but like it's for such an amazing cause like that's amazing that you did that like and created this like beautiful mission like all while growing and getting to know yourself as like in early 20s which like in one of our other podcasts we had talked about how it's absolutely one of the hardest transitionary periods of life when you're amen in that, like, yeah because <laughs> you so know where you are and especially because like, it's like the terrible 20 yeah oh god yeah well and, really you're, and you're like changing so much and you have so much pressure and this was um 
makes me think to ask you, did you feel like as an athlete in high school and college, did you feel not necessarily bullied, but like maybe pressured or um, like bullied by like authority figures or coaches to like perform a certain way? And do you think that like affected you off of the field too, or off of the court, I guess? I wouldn't say because like I, I love all my coaches I wouldn't say that they like personally bullied me or made me right. feel some type of way mm-hmm. but the thing that high in high school we are having fun like our coaches whatever they can get mad because you know we're gonna do something like so dumb right. like we're gonna mess up but right. in college a lot of people don't understand that this is a business yeah they have yeah. a losing season they're, they're getting fired and then we could lose our scholarship if the coach that comes in doesn't want us anymore. Yeah. So like, it's a it's like a hidden, hidden pressure and a hidden bullying. Oh, totally. It's like your coach wants you to be the best you can be, and they want you to win. They want, but they also want to have like a healthy relationship and communication and balance. And but then, but then sometimes I feel lot. like yeah, and sometimes there are those coaches who you get those like you get those coaches who really are kind of bully like and kind of like oh no they do exist and like I feel <laughs> like there's a whole mix and then it's like parents like stage moms and like again yeah. like I said with my parents even though they're the most loving parents like even they like when it came to my siblings athletics like they were like at every game and like they were clearly disappointed if my like sister yeah. or brother didn't play well and that's such a hard thing to it, do though like really I'm so is. grateful my parents were like really hands off but it's kind of because my dad was a coach like he coached at the university of kentucky and then at usf oh wow so like so he knew not to put that pressure on you yes he knew what not to do which worked out in my oh that's so good yeah i love that he had that like self-awareness because like you think like oh he's a coach like you would think he very easily like shift into coaching mode like with his own daughter like because i i mean i imagine i would like if like I mean, it's so so it's actually really amazing that he like had the wherewithal to like shut down like that part of himself and yeah did he, he did. have like did he have an experience like with did he coach girls or boys boys, boys. which is totally different yeah totally different did he have like any experiences himself with any of his athletes that like he was able to very much like resonate with you when you voiced like hey like this is too much like I'm kind of suffocating (laughs) under the weight of like all this perfectionism um like with sports and everything else like was he able to like pull from like his archives like oh yeah like I've like I've experienced this with some of my other like past athletes like oh yeah yeah. okay yeah (laughs) yes like we would have conversations and even my mom, I have to pull my mom in here too, right. because like she coached me and my sister, like growing up, like we're just a whole basketball family, really. Oh, wow. And like, you would think they would be so like, I don't know, they were really laxed as That's these awesome. people that really loved sports and wanted us to be good at whatever we wanted. Yeah. But I mean, my mom was a little bit more fiery and she was <laughs> like, Tish, you want to play? Like, what are you doing? Like, da, 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 da. she was more like the emotional side of it. And then my <laughs> yeah. dad's like kind of like okay like yeah she's good here she's good there so this is what we need to do or if I'm like dad like today this happened and this happened my coach is just driving me he's like just laugh it off he was like it's not that serious and that was really nice and my mom would say stuff like that too but they both really supported me when I tore my ACL and that was like the defining moment of like 
thank you for not pressing me because I know a lot of people when they have huge injuries like that their parents are like you need to get better so you can get a scholarship chance again oh like God. you know they press you they they were so breathtakingly great <laughs> oh that's so wonderful like I feel like it's so counterintuitive like people think that they have to be like you know keep on it like don't give up grit like like grit makes the pearl or whatever the hell that expression is and like (laughs) and when really it's like no like sometimes it's like you really have to like respect someone's physical mental spiritual boundaries and you need to like let allow them to heal and if you allow them to take the slow route like it's so cliche but like really and truly that slow and steady wins the race mentality like those are the people who wind up being resilient and taking time to like really get better, get in a better headspace, get in a better physical space. And so like, it's such a blessing that they knew to just like give you your time there. And yeah, like, it was great. <laughs> Thank God. Although like I would like, cause you know, that's a really like, it's just a heart journey. Any injury is a heart journey. Yeah. Cause it's but also there a feeling would be of failure. Days. I would imagine. Yes, exactly. Yes. There was days where like literally I had to learn how to walk again. Mm-hmm. And my dad's like, all right, let's go. Let's, Let's start walking. I'm like, I'm not doing this today. Like, we would yeah. have dumb arguments because I'm just emotionally over it. I'm yeah. depressed, like, by my injury and just from depression in general. Then, like, I don't know. It was so much. No, it's, it was. It's crazy. Really... I've like, I can't, it's hard for me to relate because I wasn't truly like ever an athlete. But I've heard so many people say that that one of the like biggest depressions that they they had ever gone through was when they like you know, like, tore their, you know, just... Because you lose yourself. Like, we identify with athletes so much that we literally disassociate. And, like, when you take that away from us, because I know for me, like, my first year out of college, I was like, yo, who am I? Right. Like, what do I do? Who... Do I still say, like, at, like, what's my sense? Like, where am I in this world? Like, who am I? So I, I took a year of finding myself, trying a bunch of stuff, just seeing who I am because I never knew who I was which is so cliche at like 24 it's like okay you should know what you like kind of no basketball was my life hell no yeah it's like your identity no your identity is totally wrapped up in that like that's what people also like glorify you for like good game like this and that you get all this praise and accolade from being and just it's something that you love to do so it really is like your whole identity and like what your a lot of your life is like hinged upon and then to suddenly have to like go off and be like wait but who am I like without this totally like even if you feel like you're floundering a little bit at first I'm sure it was like a very scary weird free-floating experience but also I'm still going through this right now as we speak (laughs) no it's so good because like that how old are you right now I'm 24 yeah like oh you're 24 right now like I feel like Mm -hmm. that's the thing like I feel like when and we just, it's so funny we just had this conversation recently like but when I was 24 like it and I'm just one person but like if when I was 24 I felt like I had no idea like who I was I knew like little bits and then like I thought I like I think I knew who I was and then something would happen and it would all come tumbling down and because I went through all of that like rebuilding topple down rebuilding topple down like it built eventually one on top of the other, one brick, brick by brick. And then when I look back in my later 20s, I'm like, oh, like, thank God I went through that. And like, I had that free floating, awkward, like uncomfortable experience because now yeah. I feel 
so much more put together and I feel yeah. like all of it makes sense now what didn't make sense then like really did serve a purpose and like that pain really did turn like was powerful like because it really helped me to find myself athletes who get let go the scholarship route and they get the scholarship everybody's like oh you have free education like you have the best life you don't do anything you just gotta play your sport and they don't see all that's underlying under the fact that we have a scholarship yes we have a scholarship but we're literally working for that scholarship right up at 6 a.m to work out we are going to mandatory study hall at least two to three times a day we have to eat between there. We have right. three to four hour practices. We have weightlifting. We have conditioning. We have Whoa. to meet with our advisors. Like, we don't have time to socialize. So that's not why only... most of the time when you see athletes, you see us all together. Yeah. Like, right. there's not going to be a time where you see us floating with, like, a different um, community, you know? Like, and I wish I could have, but it's like, if I'm not doing all this stuff or with my teammates I want to sleep because we don't get enough sleep and right not so only do you just... like not only do you um not have time for you know socializing or whatever else it's like you also don't have time for getting to know yourself or like cultivating your mental health and making sure that you are like well taken care of and that you do are putting yourself first like you tend to go I would imagine like shortcuts like oh yeah I'm gonna go hook up with this guy because I just like need to go like get it out of my system rather than thinking like, yeah I'm just gonna chill, go definitely and, like, shop around for a genuinely like good guy because you know what I mean yeah. like you don't have yeah, time like, to devote to that like that happens like yeah we'll go like our our way of taking care of ourselves like for me I love Harry Potter so oh, I yes. would just lock myself in my room and binge watch Harry Potter for hours and my teammates knew like Tish is healing right now like Tish is in her world don't mess with her okay she's, here through like, the doorway. she's on like, Hogwarts just... leave her be <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and everyone just knows to, like, oh, back I love the fuck off. Like, yes like oh, I no. literally would dive in and binge watch every single movie and everybody knows I love Harry Potter but Harry Potter literally helps me heal like to just escape into a world that is just yes. awesome like what we were stressed out oh, like God. it's crazy because the highest suicide like suicide is the highest rate in NCAA athletics yeah. so- that should not be a statistic that's right. that high so something I was gonna bring up um was and you might know of her. So my sister, one of her good friends growing up, are do you know the UPenn runner? She was a soccer player. She was a runner, and she, I guess I want to say it was like two or three years ago now, but she uh, was she at Pennsylvania? Or yeah, yeah, UPenn. Yeah. So she, okay. so she and my sister grew up playing soccer together, and um, it was she looked like if you look at her life like again on Instagram like and just knowing her like she was seemingly this like happy perfect girl and then all of a sudden like she threw herself off a building right yeah yeah and and you know I it's hard for me to talk about it because I don't personally know so I don't want to like speak for right speak for her speak for her family but what I've like gathered from it is a lot of it had to do with like the perfection keeping up the perfection of being that perfect athlete being that perfect student suddenly like oh I'm at an Ivy League college and it's my freshman year and I I I'm not necessarily getting the best grades I'm not necessarily wanting to run this much every day like and like sacrifice my grades sacrifice my well-being but like I have to keep it up because like people depend on me and they think like 
you know, oh, she's this amazing athlete, so I got to do it. And, like, that's at least what it seems like the narrative was as to why it was suspected that. Yeah, and there's actually a lot of people that feel that way. Yeah. And I'm, like, glad to say this and proud to say this. My um, alma mater actually just got where they have therapists and counselors for every sport at school. And I was like, thank God. Thank you. So, like. Yeah, like at UNF, I was just talking to them the other day and they were saying like they they now have counselors and therapists in position for each and every sport there, which is something that I hope just takes over everywhere. And I'm excited because like a lot of people overlook athletes and even the creative community too. Like I am a fusion between athletics and creativity. Right. And like how many positions do we lose? there sometimes like I dare I say it like I feel like there's a level of jealousy because it's like like you were saying before it's like oh they got a free ride here like oh they didn't get the grades to get in here like they just like can run really and like I feel like that kind of plays into why people dismiss student athletes because it looks like they're perfect they have the muscle they have like the free ride like quote unquote and I think that's why people often miss that like something might be going on something might be very 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 wrong like and I mean especially like the better you are ironically I guess yeah think about Michael Phelps and his whole story and when he broke down Mm -hmm. Michael Phelps is one of our greatest swimmers like and he was talking about he didn't want to live anymore wait can you remind me of the story I don't remember this yeah um I don't know when it came out. It was a couple, it was, I believe it was after he finally said he was done. Mm-hmm. But there was a period of time where he got like a DUI and he yeah. got tested, all that stuff. And he um, put out a story. And in the story, he literally said he could not get up out of his room and he did not want to live anymore. Like he was done over it. And Meanwhile, he turned it around he- and now he's doing really well. But it, actually, he just goes to show. I mean, like, that's one of the most successful, wealthy, like, um, like people in the world who people look up to. And he's saying yes. he doesn't want to live at a certain point in time. Like, he's saying, you know, and also I would imagine that for him, like, because athletes are these, like, kind of glorified, like, people look to them and cheer for them. If you do have a moment of imperfection where, let's say, like, He got the DUI having nothing to do with being depressed. He just got, like, he was out partying one night and he got a DUI. Suddenly it's like you're beholden to millions of fans who think you're the shit. And suddenly, like, you have to worry that you are not, like, this perfect, you know, um, Adonis-like god in their eyes anymore. And that's... (laughs) No, yeah. Or role model. I mean, just, yeah. It's a, I would, like, I feel like, on an egoic level, like on a spiritual level, identity crisis in every way, it all kind of comes crashing down. Like when it's, it's embarrassing, like that fall from grace. So even just that portion of it on its own, let alone like everything else that plays into it, like maybe he didn't necessarily have, and I have no idea, but like maybe because he did spend so much of his life cultivating swimming skills and other, like other things, he didn't necessarily spend as much time in his life cultivating himself coping skills yeah. like, or like just you know and boys in general like I feel like there it's more frowned upon to like give in to any sort of emotion so I absolutely thankfully... hate that too like, they need it if we had more men and just anybody of the masculine energy express themselves uh, 
and just feel okay with feelings yeah oh my gosh when my boyfriend cries I just like want to mount him right then like I I love I love when guys express emotion like it they don't understand that like they're constantly told and granted I think it's changing nowadays thank god like a little bit but um you know they're constantly told like stuff it down like step it down like bulk up you know man up yeah and it's like ew I don't like that that's a turn off to me now like I'm like can you just like be a mush ball because like that's when I find you sexiest like when you're just like uh like a sweetheart like granted like but I I can agree with that because it's like I'm like a very deep person by nature like I could be talking to someone and if like we get into a deep level conversation I am so happy because that's just my language yeah like I get so happy so when I meet guys and they talk I'm like oh this is so surface level like in my head I'm like okay that means their emotions are all locked up right they're going to like I'm going through this whole psychology spiral (laughs) yeah they don't even know it but I'm literally like there's a spiral again (laughs) this isn't gonna work out oh my god no it's true like you can like future project like you can project and see like up this like this is like a lost cause because I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna mommy you and like teach you these coping skills like that I've been working to teach myself like throughout my 20s exactly. and like you know I've worked really hard for it and I feel like that's what happens in your like early to mid to later 20s like all throughout your 20s you kind of start to realize like wait like I'm the relationship that I'm it's not that like you don't want to help others it's just more so you're not going to do it at the expense of yourself and to be with someone who wasn't as deep on that level or is able to like access or expose those emotions. Like that would be like doing yourself a disservice because you are so deep and wanting to like truly express things. And I, I learned that after my first relationship, like my first relationship was just a hot mess. Like I tell people like, Hey, it was awful. I learned a lot. <laughs> Nothing against the uh, the guy, like, whatever. But I know what I need. I yep. know what I'm not going to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not putting my mental health at the price of someone else. Like, right. if right. you are impacting my mind in any type of way and making me feel some type of Which way, Which, of we're course, done. the relationship is. Like, oh, of for course sure. it's going to. And, the, like, that's the thing is, but that's, like, another perfect example of, oh, something gone awry then taught you how to love yourself more and like taught you this was a platform to deeper self-love self-commitment like and thus a deeper relationship in the future like a better more loving relationship in the future via like the fact that you love yourself more as a result of that shitty relationship so yeah I feel like that seems like that's the theme we always try to touch upon is like how the lows in your life can really propel you to the hot like the highs that you would never like fathom when you're in those lows you know and I feel like exactly what you said like with um the depression coming to a head in high school and with this relationship all of these things seem to have been building blocks for these really beautiful things like yeah they all plan to stay whole like literally if somebody was to go and scroll through every single post and like all my captions on stay whole you will get a good grasp of who I am 
<laughs> it's just crazy because when I go through it, I'm like, oh my gosh, teach like so oh, much. Like, no, he's so crazy. And I think that's what people gravitate. Like, yeah. That's why I, when I found your page, I gravitated you- towards you because it was like you were vulnerable. You were doing this for a reason. And that reason was yourself. And you completely showed yourself. And I think that's so powerful. Um, so what are some things that you guys offer? Like we saw the care packages, which I want a oh, care package. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we sold all of our first ones that totally have to get you some. Oh my gosh. Oh my they're God. so like I saw this, I was like, this is brilliant because it really is. Even if like I, I got it from like as a non athlete, like, you know, someone going through college or like a big transition getting yeah. that and just like being like okay mental health check like everything good like thank you for thinking about me yeah um how just kind of revital revitalizing that is and yeah. how you kind of get like <laughs> your energy back and um I just like I thought that was really special when we saw that so like talk tell us a little bit about like what you guys offer so are you and also are you are you guys at your alma mater like do you go to that college or do you go to different um do you have different programs for like college students so right now, like, okay, so it's like crazy how Stay Whole is like working right now, which a lot of people are like, oh, it's going good. I'm like, no, it's really not. I'm like in so many places right now. That's, but- so, that's so good, though, because I feel like that's how you, that's like the whole thing about staying whole is you're kind of hitting like each aspect of like your whole personality, you know? Yeah. It's, it's funny how it mirrors yes. like you and like that whole holistic like mindset it's really like that's actually one of the beautiful things about it because that's (laughs) that's what real people are like they're a mishmash of different things spiritual athletic mental like mental emotional it's all over the place so it's everywhere yeah. yeah but yeah we do have care packages and that's for everybody it's just like I feel like we get all these other care packages where it's like have fun at the movies and you know it's like popcorn and candy and then so many we're like we need one for mental health where you can just get like a little notebook that's like writing your journal today and affirmation cards and oils so you can like smell the lavender and it's good for like sleeping anxiety like there's a lot of things that people just dismiss that could really help them and it's the simplest thing like a stress ball so people laugh like oh a stress ball but then you find yourself just playing with it you're like wait a second it's also just the feeling of like god if I received that in the mail like what whether I was going through a bad time or not but especially if I was going through a bad time like the level of you feel so isolated when you're depressed like you feel so alone and like I know for me at least like I go inward when I'm depressed and I don't reach out to my friends and I don't you know necessarily like want to burden anybody which is so silly to think about like in from like a more objective place but if I were to receive that while I was feeling that level of low that level of like not being understood and this and that it would just it would warm my heart so deeply because I'd be like, Oh my God, like there is connection out there. There are people who understand, like, I don't even have to talk to them. Yeah. I don't even have to put out that energy of like needing to explain my story. They just, th- this person behind this care package, they get it. Like they get it. And now yes. like they're giving me the tools to like self heal and like get myself back together. And like, I feel like it would be, that would be one of the like, biggest motivators for me just knowing I'm not alone and feeling yes. loved like by by someone loved and understood by yeah someone. and that's what stay holes really like 
off of like I always say like stay whole is your big brother your big sister like your father your mother whatever you didn't have that you wish you had or something like I want that to be available to you like when you think of stay whole I want it to be like your friend like who like that type of feeling you know like I love feeling which she's saying swole mates that's where swole mates come from oh my god our people like hey swole mates like that is like the community I love the shulmates thing I think that's so freaking clever (laughs) so cute and yeah I feel like that's the thing is like you are like even if you've never met like we all like these people these people who feel deep feelings like we there are so many of us out there and we all are shulmates and like it really like sometimes like you need something special like that like a care package or just like a little hashtag like you're my me like something like yeah to feel like, like I'm not just a complete like hermit like by I'm myself alone, feeling yet. this like everyone feels this and some people more deeply than others like and thank god like there's a community of people out there like me who like want to yeah. connect and want to make sure I'm okay and so yeah like we love that it's really fun because oh. it's caught on now and now we'll get messages like hey soulmate oh, <laughs> like, that's awesome. are you guys doing this today that's or so like cute. they'll comment below and be like love you soulmate and I'm just like oh <laughs> I just love you guys like you really get these relationships with like everyone oh, whoever it so is cute. and the moment they say it it's like a reflection to me of like oh say whole is a thing oh because totally I'm is. on the business side of it so much that I forget that people look at it the way they do so when people do bring that to my attention I'm like oh my god like I get such a sap I'm just like Like, thank you so much (laughs) so what is like your overall mission for stay whole like moving forward because I know you said y'all are just a year old and you kind of got like your hands in a lot of different places right now so what do you see to accomplish like your five-year goal per se I've oh uh okay this is one of my favorite things to talk about um so stay whole. I want there to be facilities and people, this is my thing. Like we have a lot of mental health foundations, but most of them are research based and oriented. They raise money to do research right. to figure out how to help people. But are they really out there helping people? Right. I mean, yes, you have a crisis line. Okay, cool. That's, that's helping people. But I'm talking about like making things available to people where they can just walk in and have access or something something like that because not everybody's going to be at the crisis level of wanting to get help right somebody might have a bad day for getting an f in their homework right. and they just want to give up like you need to be able to console people like that too like, that's mental that, health yeah. that's still Absolutely. an issue that's still a problem yeah. so I want to have a facility hopefully like across the world in like different cities but it'll be a place where Anybody could come in and get like therapy or counseling, but it wouldn't be your normal average therapy or counseling. Like one thing that I've always found is when you go to a therapist, you're in this staged living room and it makes me feel so uncomfortable. Oh, totally. (laughs) It's the worst feeling. (laughs) And you're with a stranger. So you're like, okay, so you're trying to recreate my home and I don't know you like, (laughs) but it's the weirdest feeling. So I'm thinking like, what if, we found a counselor, a therapist, somebody that connected with you on something you like. So for me, being that I played basketball, I would love when my friends would come and rebound for me and I would just vent to them. So what if you had a therapist that liked to paint, cook or write, draw, um, any of that? And you come in and you guys are talking. You're like, OK, so like, how are you feeling? You know what? Let's just paint our feelings today. Yeah. Oh my and God. let's talk over yes. feelings. Or like, 
let's talk over oh you like tennis let's talk while I'm tossing you the ball so you can hit it over the net like we need to get to their yes. level like we need to get to people's level of understanding we can't just be like go talk to a therapist right. it's a complete weird situation it's, it's like so the therapist to, like, needs you know. to like come to you instead of like you finding the therapist that kind of vibes with you it's good for them to like make that effort so I love that I've never heard that like I was actually an art therapy major so I totally understand like expressing and we've talked about this in past podcasts too but like the idea of expressing your feelings because it allows you to release them in a different way um in like a tangible way that's you know not self-harm or anything like that and um I think the concept or the idea of like doing something while you're venting is amazing. And, it, and you know, you don't need to be licensed to be like, Hey, let's go throw the ball or like, exactly. you know, it's like you get out and you do something. I think that's wonderful. And so easy. Like why has no one thought of that before? And, like, that, and that's what I'm funny. saying. Like, it's something that's literally right there. Yeah. Like, there's that. And like one thing that really just, really just bothers me is how athletes, in high school we don't get like the real book to how it's going to be in college they hype it up so much and then when we get to college we're like uh this is not what they said it's going to be like (laughs) so we want to have like mentorship programs and we want to have like courts and fields and whatever they need and have people there to like help them and mold them where they can come and get lessons and training yeah I don't know I just want to switch up how mental health is looked at like I also want to give a home to special olympics because it also hurts me that they have to go to like colleges while like the normal regular olympics they they get to go like out of country and Mm -hmm. have all these experiences so i'm trying to shift this mental health era of foundations because all these foundations they do so much but it's not being it's not in the applied to like they're not people like right no they're not trying to help individuals in a way that would really shift the narrative of right. stigma like right. dropping statistics only scares people yeah 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 <laughs> well and I think that's so interesting too because I mean it's just like I was talking to someone the other day um my son is getting tested for autism and you know you you go to all these different therapies and it's like oh well they're doing this this and this so that means this and it's like no like not everyone is black and white it's like there's a lot of gray area and you can't like teach someone mentor someone there you know be a therapist for someone from a textbook you have to like do it based on them their experience and I think that's so important and necessary because I think there is a stigma around people saying you know something's wrong I don't feel good like I feel off I feel overworked you know, I'm 16 and I'm doing this, this, and this. And, you know, especially because they don't even have almost the language to say that because of everything else. It's like when I was 16, I would have, I had a lot of depression issues and stuff in high school too. But like you said, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's scary to talk about. It's scary. Like you don't know that it's okay. And I think it's getting better. And I think social media, you know, with all of its cons, I think that helps too, because you can find like-minded people, you know, but I think yeah. it's so hard to access and, you know, outside of social media um, or outside of the internet, really. 
So I think that's great to have like a tangible place that people can go to. What a wonderful idea. I think that's such a beautiful vision. I think that if anybody can do it, it's, it's you, first of all, because you're just like such like a magical, like unicorn person. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. I refer to myself as an alien at times. Everything you do, like it's so, it's so inspiring. And so I have no doubt that you're going to be one of those people who are like that paradigm shifters and like somebody who really can go out there and does make a difference like you already are making a huge difference and thank you so much I have so many like my cousin like I'm gonna send him the because he he's a baseball player so it's and it's like the same thing it's like he all his life was all baseball and then he got to college and it's like you either that you continue that or you like you know you refer to partying because you're like oh well I've got freedom now and no one's gonna make me do this oh man you know yes there's so many different avenues that like things can go wrong (laughs) when you were no it's very true (laughs) when you were um when you first like like came out to your parents as like admitting like you know I'm really like I'm having a rough time like this is like this is really scary like what were some of the best tools that like helped you to I I don't know how to phrase it like that helped you to like find your joy again and find like get back like into the groove and alignment and you know what were some of your like best go to like (laughs) let's see this one's hard because like I said like I was in a very very dark place so no they can be it it can be imperfect like it could be like a mishmash because god knows like that's how most things come together you just kind of like Throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. And like, yeah. <laughs> over time, I was about to say, something like, eventually it, like takes hold. It's very bad. Um, let's see. So, like, to kind of like start with like small steps because it was so hard to get myself out of this hole. Yes, I would like paint my nails different colors. Like, probably every week at a different color, and people would be like, you know, like you could keep that same color for like four weeks or so. And to them, they're thinking like, what's wrong with her? But to me, I'm like, no. you know what? I'm just gonna, you know, today I feel pink. You know, yeah. I'm such a and huge then, proponent of just like yeah. those little baby step things, like, and really like getting oh, yes. into those little <laughs> things, like savoring the shit out of like that, like hot pink nail color, honey. Like you are just like working it and yeah. loving it. And then like, hey, you know what? I'm feeling, like, sassy today. I'm going to go, like, highlighter yellow. Like, it's just something to get fun and into and distract. And, like, life is made up of those little moments. And so if you can harness those. Like, I'm so happy you talked about something so small, actually, because that's where – that's what life is. Like, if you start with those small steps, like, life is just full to the brim of those little moments. It's more little moments than big moments, actually. So it's- yeah, and like now that I think about it, like it's actually carried on to now, but it's in a different way. Like, wow, everything's coming full circle. It's crazy. <laughs> like I did start with nail polish painting, and I love colors. Like neon yeah. colors. Like everybody knows, I love tie dye. It's oh, my it's my thing. Yes, I love tie dye because you know at least one person likes one color. So if you're wearing tie dye somewhere, <laughs> nobody can be like, oh, I don't like you. No, I'm wearing at least one of your favorite colors. <laughs> But I have colorful lights that my friend got me. Oh, my God. And whenever I go in my room, it's kind of like I match the color with my mood oh my and God. the music I play. It's so like a mood ring. one small thing has transformed into something bigger. Still kind of small. But, yeah, my no, lights are everything. That's actually. They are everything. 
I think that's actually called chromotherapy, I think. So I go to um, an infrared, like, uh, sauna around here in the city. It's oh. called uh, Higher Dose. And they combine infrared um, sauna with chromotherapy. I'm pretty sure I might be butchering it. I'm pretty sure it's chromotherapy, though. And it's where, like, each color is, like, color therapy. It represents, like, a different, like, you could put on, like, a, you know, a whole spectrum of colors. Or you could put on, like, red if you're trying to, like, you know, feel a certain way. Like, I I forget. I don't want to, like, say what it is and then butcher what it is. But red represents something and, like, can incite different feelings. And yellow can incite different feelings. Or, like, so on and so forth. So I think what you're actually doing is a form of therapy. Like, not that, like, anything has to be a form of therapy, but it actually, therapy, like, yeah. is. But so. it is, no, it's extremely therapeutic. Like, yeah. I'll put on music, and then I'm like, ooh, I feel like purple today. Yeah. And I'll just lay in purple and just relax and just forget about uh, things. And I, I just love my lights. Like, if I go anywhere in life, just know I'm going to have my lights. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I love, love that. that. I that's love so that. Great. No, but honestly, like, the, that's the thing. It's all about finding your little, like, shifts in life and like compiling them all like so like for me it's like turning the lights off to be a certain way like putting on this lavender scented something like you know just having a plant in this corner like it's all about those little touches you know that really help to I don't know just brighten your day in a certain way and like even though they seem small and they're small little shifts they add up to big results like instead of spending the day in fluorescent like you know hell I'm luckily like able to sometimes now I get away with it at work like (laughs) keep keeping the light off and just like putting my Himalayan salt lamp on and I feel more peaceful and just like with you like you just you could go into somewhere, like, if you go on a trip and you go to a hotel and, like, you turn off the lights, then you put on your purple light, suddenly, like, your yeah. face transforms. It really is. It, like, takes me to this new world where it's, like, anything that was bothering me outside of this cannot yeah. bother me anymore. <laughs> no, it's so true. It really is. And, like, it's just about people, like, kind of becoming archaeologists and, like, digging for, like, their particular, like, those particular tools for them that, like, really somehow oh, I feel so much better when I do this little thing. I'm going to start incorporating this more throughout my life. And like, I'm not just going to do this at home. I'm going to bring this to the office. And I'm not just going to do this at the office. I'm going to bring this like when I go on a date, like whatever it might be. It's just about like really knowing and finding out, knowing, honoring like those little things about yourself and really like valuing yourself enough to bring them into every area of your life possible. I'm so happy you brought up worth because that's one thing that stay whole has really taught me. Like, it's funny that people are like, oh, stay whole. Like, you're doing this. I'm like, no, stay whole is teaching me so much about myself that I did not know. Like, stay whole is literally mirroring myself in this weird, strange way. But, like, the other, like, maybe a couple months ago, I found myself, like, not accepting, like, I don't know, like, I would allow people to steal my energy because I'm an empath and I just love helping people by default. So I'd just be like, yeah, like, you need help? Like, how can I help you? And I just got so in a spiral of that that I didn't love myself. And my self-worth was, like, low because I just neglected myself so easily for somebody else. That wasn't me. Mm -hmm. And I found myself questioning, like, okay, Tish, 
what what boundaries do you have for yourself what what are you doing so like I went through this span where I just took like weeks away from stay whole because I was like how am I gonna help somebody and I don't even like have any self-worth or love myself the way I think I am and I'm projecting Mm -hmm. and I really just took a step back and I started to dive in myself and just see like okay who's really a friend who's somebody that just makes me feel so low and I have to like take breaks from talking to them so I started putting those people in bubbles in a sense like I'm not going to talk to you unless I am here with my energy and I know if I talk to you you won't completely take it all like I had to find that out but that's so important for like development is to like because I that's something that I struggle with personally is not putting boundaries or not saying no actually like like saying no and empowering yourself and not having to do I mean it's I will say doing things for other people does make me feel good and makes them feel good. I'm an empath too. So I totally understand like I'm the same way. And I have recently been trying to step back and like do more for me. Um, I'm a mom of two boys too. So I like, I drove yesterday to rescue this dog that was about to be euthanized. And I drove an hour and a half to save this dog. And um, my husband was like, you know, I'm sorry, like you were in the car all day. I was like, no, I was by myself. Like sometimes you need (laughs) to like refill yourself in order before, in order to like help other people. And I think that's so important that like, especially like, you know, as the co-founder or as the founder, I'm sorry, of this like nonprofit that you recognize that because it's like in order for you to help others, you have the knowledge and the self-awareness that you need to take care of yourself and like set those boundaries. And that's like so inspiring because I don't feel like enough people talk about that. Also, um, I like that you were saying that you put them in bubbles. It's not, cause yeah. like, there's a lot of people who say like, Oh, you gotta like, you know, break up with your friends and this and that and ditch yeah. that person. And I like that. And I'm like such a, like, especially because of, you know, the, what I went through in high school, which like, you know, losing all of my friends in high school and the whole bullying experience that I went through. Like, I, I can't bear the thought of letting people go. And so I've kind of gotten into the habit more so of saying, no, I'm not letting anyone go. I'm just putting them in the, like, kind of like what you just said, like putting them in this bubble. And when I'm in a proper headspace and like, I can devote the time to that, or I'm in like this particular energy today where like, I'm matching with them or like, whatever it might be, like, I will meet them there, like, at that point in time. And, but I will have boundaries around that relationship now. It's not that I'm ever going to trash a relationship necessarily. It's just about setting up the proper, like, level of permeable boundaries with them. Like, some ta- some relationships I have are more permeable than others, you know? And, yeah, and I feel like I love that analogy of the bubbles. It's not about yeah. freezing anyone out. It's just about, like... I don't know. I, I like just it's, it's just I a think healthy it's about relationship. Giving yourself space too. Yeah, yeah. Because we all need space. Like I'm an introvert, so like I naturally like I can go weeks without talking to my friends, mm-hmm. and like it's not because I don't want to talk to them. It's just totally. I get so you caught need, up in my yeah. world. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you like, you're busy like staying whole, doing like, everything <laughs> on the planet. Like, hashtag so, stay I, whole. I, I totally <laughs> no, get it. Like it it is so hard it's not about wanting to like be isolated necessarily it's about having to refill and having to Mm -hmm. cherish yourself enough to know that like you will 
if you run yourself ragged, like you can't be a good friend. Like, no. so you need to rebuild exactly. in order oh to gosh. be a good friend. But then you have friends who come in and are like, why haven't I heard from you in a month? Like, you're not a good friend. Yeah, like, you're only- I had to like but support it's- them through those friends. Cause right. at one period of time I did have friends like that. And I was like, okay, I deal with so much. And this was when I was in college. So I was a little bit more straightforward and meaner about this. Cause I was like, <laughs> yo, <laughs> I don't have that time or capacity to help you at this moment. I barely got two hours of sleep tonight. So yeah. can you just leave me alone for five seconds? But no, as I got like more aware of who I am and what I needed, I have this cool, like I've created such cool relationships with my friends. Yeah. Like we'll text each other. And if it's something extremely heavy, we're like, are you emotionally available? Oh I my God. That. Are you okay? That's and awesome. we started like it's ever heavy. I we started with something like that. To do that. I'm totally like, yeah, yeah. me and ask me if I'm emotionally <laughs> available and then we can talk. <laughs> it's I, such a simple thing. No, yeah. it was it was so refreshing because yesterday it's funny, like my one of my best friends, um, her name is Kim. Hi. Over the years, like we are the shittiest at like communicating. Like we're best friends, but like we like I literally have seen her like twice this year now. And because I'm in school, I'm working, I live in another state. Like it's really tough and both her partner and my partner both of them are like extroverts and so they're like why aren't you talking to Marlena why aren't you talking to Kim like you guys are gonna lose that friendship blah 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 and I saw Kim yesterday and we were sitting there and I was like oh my god like Clifton's so mad at me because like he's obsessed with you and like he doesn't understand that we just like are so cool with like reuniting and connecting like in a deep way in like small like we're all about the quality over the quantity. She and I are best Amen. friends in that we don't need to talk every single second of every day because we are so deeply connected that we can go that amount of time and respect each other's space and then just like really cherish each other when we're with each other. And we know that we're there, like if we, if ever we need or want, but it's so soothing to have a friend who doesn't hold it against me when I am going through like the shit of life being a student being an employee like you know it's so refreshing I feel so much more connected to her than I feel to other people who I just feel obligated to answer constantly and so yeah it's so paradoxical like those are often the friendships that and so Kim was saying the same thing her partner she was like you know Ange doesn't like understand sometimes that I just sh- this is how you and I operate like we love each other and we don't need to express it constantly we express it in how we give each other space actually like but then are like fully there like when need be so I feel like a lot of people gonna I don't want to like enforce my way of being like on anybody else but I wish that other people understood that that just because you haven't talked to someone in a while like it's it could just be a difference in style in interacting. It but doesn't... the problem is the reason that this is a thing is because people aren't okay with being alone. Right. And that's right. what it all stems down to, which is really crazy because it's like, if you're not okay with yourself, how are you going to be okay with someone else? Ooh. So it's like, you got to learn your yeah. yourself first. You got to be able to love yourself, mentally know how to connect with yourself, spirituality, and whatever you're into. So that you actually, so now that you brought that up, I want to know more about the spirituality part of Stay Whole. Like what? That is so new. Okay. Oh, yes. it's my favorite part. 
<laughs> I love it. I'm such an energetic, like hippy dippy, like Reiki, like oh, all day, every day. You definitely person. will love this because yeah. spirituality to me, like it was a, it was huge to me. But I love Japan. I went to Japan like a while ago. Yeah. That's where my whole like spirituality and I started to like learn more and get deeply into that. And then my good friend Jolina, she is over the spirituality area, and she is. I don't know. Her journey has just been amazing. Like, came, I've watched her just grow and now seeing her dive into her spirituality and sharing it and being open with it. Cause for the longest time, I was like, whenever you're ready, stay holes ready for you. Like, we, we want your presence. <laughs> we need that energy. Cause like, I am a huge um, psychology, mental health. Like, that's my yeah. thing. That's my passion. But I do love spirituality, but she is spirituality, like walking, breathing, uh. living. So having her come and just grow this area, like we want to do so much with it. Have like yoga events, have Ooh. wellness events. Yeah. Let's go and you like, should. We want to be able to teach people that spirituality and religion is different because I see it gets put together so much. Oh, but spirituality right. is about yourself, right? And like the connection with yourself and how do you help yourself? And that goes with mental health. Well, and I love that because on your website, I like, I can clearly see the distinction, the distinction. And like, I appreciated that. And I was like, Oh, cool. So this is about like building your inner self, you know, and it's like, I was listening um, to Jolena's like little, you know, blurps on Instagram. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I love her. I was like, I could listen to her talk. And she's gorgeous. And I was like, like, she's just so I like resonated with her really well and I thought it was so cool that you added that you have like a sector of that into the stay whole because like that's part of staying whole like you know that's that's a part of you of me of Marlena of everyone Mm -hmm. is like you know finding your spirituality finding your inner presence and I think that's like really unique to what you guys are doing yeah yeah and not only is it a part of me it's like a huge part of me and it's a huge part of what got me through my like my bullying experience like had a lot to do with the fact that I cultivated a lot of spirituality not religion spirituality yeah like, right. during that time. yeah <laughs> and um and it's the same for and you can do other... both too like so yeah, for people, totally. yeah like, it's not right. no one or the other like there's nothing against religion yeah. nothing at all it's, it's just spirituality it's... gives you a balance that right. religion isn't exactly like right it's all about yourself spirituality is selfish in a sense yeah (laughs) it is selfish in a sense right but we need it we need to know who we are in the best sense of the word though I think it's selfish like selfish in a beautiful way like for sure can you touch on the magazine really quick for a second because I actually really like that and it reminded me a lot of actually like what we're doing with like our phoenix stories like it seemed like similar like I'm curious about it Okay, so the Stay Whole magazine is basically a manifestation because I think that we don't have enough mental health things floating out here that that destigmatize mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Like I said, like it's all statistics, research. Nobody's gonna read that. No. Nobody wants to. It's know not pretty. What we it's just not found cute. Out. Yeah, agree. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, what if we start just building up stories? Because we have a multiple sections. So we have Be Inspired, which is all about the athletes. And it's, I love that section. Like, one of the stories, there's so, I don't know, there's so many stories. There was a girl that was like homeless and then got a scholarship and now she's playing pro basketball overseas. Like, great stories. 
Then we have the creative section for creatives because, you know, they have pressure for making, like, the perfect painting, oh, yeah. the music. I was an yeah, major. That. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. so People cool. People are people, which is, like, literally everyday tough stories. The LGBT community, um, people of color dealing with yeah. mental health, and they're, like, those tough, rigid, hard stories. Yeah. And we're just trying to compile a lot because eventually we're going to make like a um, physical copy and we're going to want to put them in like doctor's offices or because then it's kind of like normalizing it in a more enlightening way. You're like, oh, I've dealt with this. This Well, I'm relatable. Because like, you know, I'm thinking about when I'm sitting in the doctor's office and I see like a mental health magazine, I'm like, you know, pass. But if it's right, like that research like, study, you know, data, because no it's thing. all like you said, statistics and numbers and like big words. And <laughs> I'm just like, no, like I want something tangible, something that I can relate to, something that makes me feel like, you know, not a statistic, <laughs> not a number, guys- not like a slice on a pie chart. You know, like I want. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever see 13 going on 30? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so your magazine reminds me a lot of, um, Oh, God, what was her name in the movie? Jennifer Garner's character, like, when she went out and, like, redefined Pose, the magazine that she worked yeah. in, she was like, oh, I yeah. want to see normal people. Like, I want to see my neighbor's big sister right. and, like, exactly. the captain of, like, my hometown football team and, like, blah, 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 like, whatever. And it and sounds exactly very much like is. that because you really connect and resonate with those people so much more. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so it sounds very similar. And that's, again, what we're trying to do. It reminds me a lot of, like, the Phoenix stories for us. Like, we're trying to compile, like, stories of just regular people who have triumphed and overcome the odds. And, you know. We need you know, more of that. Yeah. yeah. People and the more known people. Okay, cool. You came out about your story. Millions are going to look at it. But I can't relate to you. Because right. you live you in a mansion. Like, and you can yeah. call your pool boy. Like, you know. Right. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I'm not dismissing their feelings at I, all. I don't know what I meant like, by I call can't. your pool boy. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> like, not dismissing how they feel. Right. I'm pretty sure totally. they feel a lot of times. But it's just hard to resonate. Like you were saying, like when you see somebody that you're living close to and it's your neighbor and they're like, I had the worst day ever. You're like, really? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. Right. No, and it's like, I think that with celebrities, for example, it's like, that's a very niche culture. It's like, there's a space for uh, mental health like issues and like, you know, platforms to talk about that within the celebrity community. Whereas like to the masses though, it doesn't necessarily land with, you know, everyone else. It's very much a niche thing. So it's not that it's not amazing to hear that Jennifer Aniston or like whoever, I'm totally making this up. Yeah. We need those stories. Yeah, totally. We need to know that like, even those people, like there's like this quote from Jim Carrey and he's like, God, I wish everyone could just like attain like, wealth and fame and this and that i'm just so like, happy you brought up jim carrey i oh, love, love him, him and his concepts and his ideas yes yes. <laughs> yes oh my god he like very much is like per, like the spiral personified to me like in a in the yes. best way <laughs> i really feel like he really is but so in a way it's like it's beautiful when a celebrity comes out and endorses like you know well-being and mental health and blah 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 but in another way, we also need that balance of everyday people so that we really can, like, the things really land with us. Like, we, because, yeah. like, they have, they're able to, like, 
fly off to Bali on a moment's notice to right. like escape for a week mm-hmm. if they need to. I can't do that. Like no. I need to create Bali <laughs> yeah. within well, my and like, like even tiny pea-sized apartment. Like I need to yeah. like create it like in my own like yeah. the body of like like we need to paint our nails different colors. That's like That's I was like about to say that. Like you could have like little sections of like you know this is you know self care that I right. do that's attainable and yeah. you know it's like I can't go get a Swedish massage when I'm stressed right I can't you like, know I don't that. have access to acupuncture <laughs> affordable self care right. mental health right. like, like, you know, your nails awesome. are like your like little version of going to Bali right like it's yeah. like really I go to Bali like, every day I paint my nails you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really cute no I think it's really like there's so much more to be said on that, like, and really getting into it. It's like, but it's all about, like, I think really entrenching yourself in the moment, like, while you're painting your nails, like, getting really into it, like, really finding joy in the color. It sounds so lame, but, like, it's it so does, true. exactly. And yeah. that's where, like, people, people are like, God, Melina, like, you're so friggin' peppy all the time. And I'm like, that's because I, don't get me wrong, not all the time, but, like, I really, like, I I live in those moments of like the small little things. And like, that's what's, what's gotten me through really, really, really bad periods in my life is even if it's been hard, like to savor things. And some days you got to just be like, nope, I'm going to be depressed today. I'm going to wallow. Yeah. Cause like, I actually did a video on that. Like just sitting in your feelings. Like sometimes I like to listen to like sad music and just let myself feel. (laughs) Totally. You have to, you have to go through something like you have to go through those things in order to process you can't just like stuff them down so I'm not trying to say that I think it's all about balance there are days where I'm like you know there's a version of me that is like trying so hard to be perfect all the time that I'm like okay self-care ritual like blah 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 when really I just need to like be like no today I need to be sad and I can't be that self-help guru and that's part of being a self-help guru is allowing yourself to be imperfect and have those shitty days so Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that like you know every moment should be like orgasmically amazing like you know dancing through a field (laughs) of like sparkly daisies like I'm just saying (laughs) that you know like when you can and when like it's really good to cultivate like not fake like really work on cultivating like genuine moments of joy like and then like I keep saying it's just about balance like Mm -hmm. at least incorporating that into your life sometimes like some of the time if not all the time and it will make a world of difference yeah Um, like it's the small things I wish people just understood like and that's the whole preventive factor and I remember it was on the bullets but I don't think oh yeah 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 that's like the whole reason stay whole is like taking a different approach because I feel like if somebody taught me how to manage myself better as when I was younger Mm mm-hmm I wouldn't have probably gotten to that very dark state of, I just want to like end it done. Right. I feel like if I would have learned, okay, this is stress. This is what stress does to you. Right. This is how you combat stress. Right. right. This is this. Like if I learned that growing up and that was more like, a, like that should be in high school. Why don't we have if a that was health- normalized? Like yeah. if that was normalized and like one on our lesson plans, on our teacher's lesson plans, like exactly. if meditation was taught in preschool instead of like, and how you build blocks and like here's how you put together a puzzle like that's that's not important exactly but like Like, that's what we're all about like we just want to give people a lot of information prior 
And then if you're still struggling, then it's like, okay, let's talk to a therapist. Let's do this. Right. But first mm-hmm. of all, it's like, have you ever, like, is this your first time experiencing this? If right. so, then let's try all this stuff. Like, right. this isn't the end of the world. We got this. We can like, do it. Here's the thing. Like, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've come to realize, like, I actually, and I'm such a huge proponent of therapy. Like, I want to be a therapist. But, like, at the same time, as I've gotten older, because I've gone through so much and, like, sell, like coped my way through so much and because I have had amazing therapists in the past, mm-hmm. I find myself oftentimes not all the time because sometimes I need somebody else but like oftentimes I find that I'm my own best therapist now because I've learned those lessons thank god for like those people in my life who have taught me and like myself like teaching myself over the years but I feel like you're kind of like what you're doing is creating like little therapists like before do you like do you know what I mean like kind of like oh yeah raising like like, little like self-therapists like rather than like having an implosion happen and then having to go seek help rebuild and go through all the hell of that and then to like gain your like license in therapy therapizing you know like or being your own therapist like I feel like you're just raising them from the get-go with your method no yeah like I just I don't know I feel like if people were aware of themselves then they'll they'll be like okay I need to get help like people don't even realize they need to get help they can't even break yeah, down totally. why they're stressed out or what's depressing them like that. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring up those feelings. Mm-hmm. So and I think that's like, why oh. it's great that you're trying to normalize it, because I think that's a good way for allowing people to be aware is like having it there. Yeah. So like, yes. Oh, that's so wonderful. Well, this has been so fantastic. And I feel like this was so I feel like you were so amazing. And I'm just I'm like honored to have met you to talk to you like I think you're one of those like pioneers who are gonna absolutely change the world and change for the better and no I really do like and I'm so I'm just honored like whenever I meet somebody like empathetic and like-minded and like so just just so conscious like so what's the word I'm looking for socially conscious and like mentally spiritually emotionally conscious like it's it really is just it helps me not feel alone like actually yeah. like, it helps me yeah you whole. guys are not alone you guys are forever soulmates we're oh, gonna get you guys you're such or a something. soulmate like, you're awesome <laughs> yeah you guys are awesome I love it oh and I love gosh. your page and your movement because when I was younger I used to feel alone and bullying and stuff so this is gonna take off like oh, I love thank it. you so thank you we feel like a hot mess like most of the we, time like yeah. you were saying so that <laughs> means a lot, lot. <laughs> but it's so it's the part of no. the journey you know and oh it's, it's, yeah it's so anyways, we want to make sure that you um like put all your socials your um yeah your website where people can find you and find your mission all right so you can follow swole at stay whole foundation and now we have a new page it's stay whole media where we'll have like our magazine features and different stories oh, yeah. and that's at stay whole media and then our website is www.stayholefoundation.org. If you want to contact us or anything, we just want to say we love everybody. We hope everybody's staying oh. whole and to connect <laughs> with us because we love new people. We literally love connecting. That's our whole thing. Like, I love connecting. Mm-hmm.